Hello, ladies. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. Thank you. Welcome. Come in the building. Take a seat. Relax. Get comfortable. Thank you for all just my um, faithful and loyal listeners. And thank you to um, all my new listeners. We welcome you here. This is a community where we're uplifting, empowering, encouraging, and boating um, one another. Lifting each other up. Lord God is being um, just magnified through this podcast. Um, Chains are breaking off through this podcast podcast um you know eyes are being opened in this through this podcast um you know prayers are being answered through this podcast um just whatever it is you need you know the hope is that you receive it um because that's what it's for it's for you sis whoever you are it's for you so i thank you and welcome and this week's episode is going to be a little bit of a spinoff from last week's episode identity crisis um and it's called hijacked yeah I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling that. I like that um, title for today's episode because what we're going to talk about today, um, as we're redefining our worth, one thing that really stood out to me this week and and through my, uh, you know, time um, and experiences just that I'd had and just different moments of revelation that just began to come to me was the fact that there are certain things that just hijack our purpose, hijack our identity, hijack our worth, right? And one thing that I really started to realize as I was sat back this week and reflected on the last few years of my life, you know, because we, um, you know, we know that I have already admitted that I was in an identity crisis. So now being in this place, it's beautiful because I'm starting to discover so many things about myself and things are starting to become more clear and make more sense. But then I'm also able to reflect back and look at different um, different times in my life, you know, different um, situations and circumstances, different relationships, um, different decisions, um, different places I was in, different people I was around, you know, what was happening in, in my life um, physically, emotionally, spiritually at that time and things like I started to connect some dots. And um, one thing that just really just kept just being a reoccurring um connector was attachments so I started to like really just kind of start um digging into that and like what what does that have to do with you know just like the hijacking of our identity or the hijacking of our worth the hijacking of our purpose right and then it became clear it was like the wrong attachments hijacks your identity it hijacks your purpose it hijacks your worth what do I mean right like when you're when you're attached to something or someone, we have to be honest here. And yeah, we're gonna get a little spiritual. Um, I'm sorry for those that may not understand um spiritual things. I just pray that you be open um to listen and um you know and those of you who are um have understanding, who are Christians, who are believers, um and you just want to go back and pray to God and get more um get um, more clarification or you know get more understanding or verify with Him by all means do so. Um, because I'm not here again I don't know everything I'm learning just like you all but you know there are certain things that I know that the Lord reveals to me because I'm a seeker um in in the Bible in Hebrews um 
I think it's around five or six, it tells us that we have to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seeks him. And so that word reward, you know, it's like a prize, it's a gift, right? And it's not always monetary. It's not always that he's going to physically give you like money or blessings or prosperity or answer prayers or whatnot. Sometimes what that what that reward is, is revelation. Sometimes what that reward is, is um, answer prayers um, or, you know, him um, giving, telling you a secret or revealing to you a mystery, giving you understanding in an area where you didn't have understanding. And so sometimes those things are a lot more valuable than material possessions. Okay, that was just like a sidebar. So what I started to realize was that I had struggled so much with my identity, my purpose, my worth, my self-esteem, and just all of these things. And a lot of it was not just because of the experience I had in my own life and the own, my own trauma, but some of it um, continued to keep me in that place of um, bondage was because I kept being attached to the wrong people or attached to the wrong things. And so I began to be able to reflect back on just the last, I would say, about six years of my life. And I because one thing I noticed that the last six of, six years of my life got extremely difficult. Um, I went through a lot of just extreme circumstances. You know, back in 2015, out of nowhere, I started having seizures after um, they gave me a chemically induced stress test at the hospital. And I ended up in ICU then. Um, and then from there, they told me I wasn't going to have any more. It was just like a, a isolated incident, a reaction to the medication they had gave me. And then I ended up having probably almost a hundred or over a hundred seizures from 2015 to about 2019, um, to the point where I could not work at all. I, I couldn't work. I couldn't drive. I wasn't allowed to be really alone. Um, I was constantly being admitted in the hospital five days, seven days two days, three days, every time I would have a seizure, I would just have seizures everywhere. I would have seizures at the grocery store in the line. I would have a seizure in the car, a seizure at church, you know, just everywhere. It was just crazy. Like I had never had a seizure before, never had a history of seizures, never was told that I could have a seizure. But all of a sudden here in 20, um, February, um, around February 28th, March 1st, I just started having seizures craziest thing and so um again that was just another time of in my life where it was just like it wasn't making sense I didn't understand and then I lost so I not only started having seizures I started losing things I lost my ability to work at that time I had two jobs I was working as a hairstylist at the hair salon and I was doing an overnight job working at a group home and um I lost the ability to work to drive to really fend for myself I I ended up having to depend solely on other people. Um, I wasn't even allowed to take a bath because when you have seizures, you know, you can have a seizure at any moment. And even in like in less than an inch of water, you could drown if you seize. So like I couldn't, you know, climb uh, a ladder, operate heavy machinery. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. And so it was like, it was almost like I was just literally... Um, in an instant, my whole life changed and it's like I lost everything. And now on, on top of all that loss... Um, after one seizure, I lost my ability to speak. I lost my speech literally for a couple months where I couldn't really talk. I had a, it was like, it was almost as though, um, I had a, like a, a really strong mental delay and I couldn't get my words out and I couldn't get my words together. And it was very hard for me to try to talk or for people to really understand me. And I ended up having to go to speech therapy. 
and um so that's just like a little bit just kind of like a little inside of what i mean when things just got really crazy and really bad and so from there i just kept experiencing just really extreme extreme um circumstances um medically and but then i was also experiencing extreme circumstances um emotionally and spiritually you know and i started to get really confused and you know i started not to have um clarity of mind i started not to be able to focus i started not to be able to um discern i started not to be able to really think clearly and make good decisions and you know things just really started going away in my life and and, and it was like just life just got crazy out of nowhere and i didn't i couldn't put my finger on why i just can't figure it out and so um from there you know life continued to um go in that direction i just continued to experience um just thing after thing you know um i ended up in 20 uh let's see so 2015 seizure started um and and that was really like the worst of the worst of what i was experiencing and um then i started having my migraines come hard out of nowhere to the point i would be hospitalized and I've been having migraines since like I was 17 um, because I had a brain hemorrhage at 17. And one of the side effects are um, migraines. However, I never really had chronic migraine in the sense where I had migraines for eight days, 10 days. Migraines were so excruciating. I had to be in the hospital and all that. I would get a migraine, but then I could manage it with the medicine that they had given me. So in 2015, my migraines just started being crazy. Like I'm talking about... I have a high tolerance to pain, and, but these migraines would be so bad. I mean, it would be like for days. Like I think the longest time I had a migraine straight was eight days and I would end up in a hospital and they would put me on this IV medication and give me what they call a cocktail for migraines. And sometimes they had to give me morphine. That's how bad my migraines was getting out of nowhere. It was like, what is going on? on um i started to having problems breathing and i think it was in 2015 when they diagnosed me with asthma and i'm just like okay now this is crazy so when i say i was experiencing just out of the blue extreme um circumstances like i was and then you know things in my house you know um at the time i had let the guy i was dating his sister and her six kids um live with me because they had lost their house and they were going to be homeless and they they weren't from Akron they lived in Cleveland she didn't want to go back to Cleveland so I, I allowed her and all her children to move into my house and so that in and of itself was just a bad idea and it caused so much um it, it caused the whole environment and atmosphere of my ho house to change and you expect that because you you're adding seven people into a house right but when I say it changed it changed in a really dark way where it was just like, I hated even being home. I did not want to go home. I didn't want to be in my own house. Me and her almost got into a fist fight um, on several occasions. You know, her children were um, not well behaved. She would often leave and go spend a night with her baby dad and leave all her kids in the house with me and my kids. And her kids was like bullying on my kids. And it just got horrible. And I was like, well, wow, I call myself trying to help somebody because Lord knows I don't want to see another woman, another sister out on the street with her kids. However, I didn't think it was going to affect my life in such a way. And things just got bad, you know, and to the point where she ended up just, you know, I needed her to leave, you know, period. So that's just a little background of some of the things I started experiencing. This is all in 2015. And so... 
I said all that to say, I still couldn't figure all figure out the the cause right i didn't know what the origin of the genesis of why all these things started happening and so um as 2015 went by 2016 it just continued to be you know like just i, I would just keep getting hit you know with these just these extreme difficulties or you know just um these extreme disappointments or these extreme traumatic events and or these extreme um medical um traumas and different things like that and or you know things even after she left you know the atmosphere in my house never was the same you know then it was like my kids I, my, I started noticing my kids was having more behaviors and they were their attitudes or their you know personas and their personalities were starting to change and things just got um really uh like the atmosphere just got really heavy and it was just a lot of anxiety and and then it became very um uh there there be, it became like where we it was starting to be a lot of quarreling strife animosity um you know my kids were just really acting out um you know it's just like the whole dynamic of my my life and, and my home changed right even after they left and it was just like dang that's so crazy you know like I'm getting it two of my kids we arguing you know like we we at odds you know their grades are slipping um my son really um, started going downhill and having behavior problems in school and at home and it just got crazy and I'm like this don't make no sense and so I just couldn't put my finger on what was the source and so I, I'm about to get to the point here because I really want to lay the foundation for us to get an understanding of how real what I'm about to say is um, what I didn't realize in those moments was who I was attached to and what was attached to them because here's the thing most of us, even some of us that are Christians, we don't necessarily consider what a person is attached to. You know, we meet a person and if you're a Christian, sometimes you do kind of want to uh, evaluate, are they a Christian? Are they saved? And then, you know, sometimes that could be so ambiguous or vague. You got to really start asking specific questions to understand what a person mean. Like, is they really saved? However, um, most times we don't, we're not discerning the spirit of a person. We're not thinking about the spirit realm and what's actually taking place because the spirit realm is unseen. We don't recognize how real it is and know that the spirit realm is much more real than what we see in the natural realm. So, we oftentimes get ourselves entangled in situations or circumstances in the spirit realm that then has a reaction in the earth realm. And so what was happening was I was being attached to and connected to people who were connected to some things that were not good to keep it light <laughs> that were not good, so to speak. And because um, once we get into a attachment, now let's break down and talk about what attachment is. What do I mean by that word attachment? So when you, obviously, when you have sex with a person, that is you creating an attachment. Some people refer to it as a soul tie. Um, but what, what's happening is there is now an intermingling of souls. There is now an exchange and now there's access. So it doesn't end there though. That's just like the most basic form that most people are familiar with. But what also is an attachment is your uh, relationships, your friendships, your family relationships, your, you know, um, you know, co-worker relationships. You know, anytime you are attached to a person, 
um, in an intimate way and you're close to them and they have access to your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, right? They have access to you in, like beyond um, a surface level, beyond just an associate, beyond someone you just kind of know, you know, but they don't really know you. When you allow people really into your life and into your space and into your world, then a, it's like a bridge is created, and so now they have access to influence you. You also have access to influence them. But then uh, uh, it's like that bridge is also um, given access to whatever they're attached to or whatever is on them now has access to you and vice versa. And so we don't really we don't really break that down. You know, we don't we don't really look at, you know, that in that way. You know, we just kind of like look at the basic things. We want to make sure a person is a good person. They trustworthy. Um, make sure, you know, that they're honest, you know, that we have things in common, that we like. them. You know, we kind of look at and judge for those things. Do we have common goals? You know, are we you know, do we, are we compatible? You know, we just kind of look at certain things like sometimes when we are um, evaluating a person to 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 decide whether we want to you know be a friend or you know get involved and get connected or attached to that person at least we should be I know for me honestly for a very long time for the majority of my life I never looked at getting into friendships or any type of relationship in that way I never evaluated it in that way I never looked beyond oh okay this person they cool whatever all right you know let's be cool so what I what what was what what that was costing me though (laughs) was it was costing me so much and I didn't understand it now back in 2015 when I started having those seizures and I ended up in um ICU and uh, I believe at one point the doctors called my family and told them they didn't think I was gonna make it or something weird um I remember you know people was just like so just flabbergasted they were just so taken aback they were so upset and concerned and scared and I remember um my close sister um my first lady came and said to me that they believed that it was the people who was in my house how why all of this started out of nowhere um and honestly I felt like I dismissed that idea because I was thinking like what does that have to do with anything like this is a medical situation that really happened as a result of this medical procedure I had this stress test what do these people in my house have to do how could they be the cause or the source of what I'm experiencing physically right um and then even my grandmother never in my life have I ever really heard my grandma cuss or be upset or be angry or want to be aggressive in any in any way not to say that she might not be she could be I'm just saying I ain't never seen it but um once all that started happening I was in the hospital I was in ICU like it was bad like I was really in a terrible situation my grandmother um came over to my house um one time while I was gone and tried to fight the people who was in my house because she felt like they were the cause. They were stressing me out so much that they were the reason why um, I was experiencing what I was experiencing. But even then, even then, it didn't dawn on me, y'all. This why I was like, we can't be ignoring these flags. We can't be ignoring the signs. We can't ignore what our gut's saying. We can't ignore what people who really love us is saying because sometimes that be that be the Lord using them or that be them trying to, you know, show us or tell us and warn us and, you know, help us, you know. And sometimes we can be so naive, right? I was naive. I didn't understand because at that point I was very, um, you know, I, I had no knowledge really of what the spirit realm was and how that worked. And I didn't know that the spirit realm and the earth realm is so connected that whatever happens in the spirit happens then in the earth, but it happens in the spirit realm first. 
And so um, even through all that, I continued not to really be able to identify the source. But then now looking back with clarity and, and, and with um, a different level of insight and knowledge and, and understanding and after maturing in my faith and spending more time with God and, you know, and just healing and, and, and all of the things that I've been going through um, in this last year and a half, I was able to look back and it became so clear. It was just like light bulb went off in my head like, yo. What was the common denominator in that situation? It was who I was connected to. Because those things did not start happening to me until I got connected with her. To, to the guy I was dating, a uh, sister. But how about, let's go further. Really, things started kind of going uh, a little off in my life when I got connected to her brother. But at the time, I couldn't see it. For almost three years, I was in a relationship with her brother. And let me tell you. Uh, uh-uh-uh. those three years were awful they were awful I I mean it was just I can't, it's unbelievable looking back like just how I stayed in that situation and the things that I did accept it and allowed myself to do um and just the dynamic and the toxicity that was just 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 spewing out of our relationship it was just ridiculous like I'm talking about if you looked up the word toxic it would probably be a picture of me and him and our relationship next to it it was bad but I stayed in it and I never could connect the dots and and I remember even along the way people would like try to tell me things and you know try to you know I think the Lord was using them to really try to get me to notice and see like what is the connection between what I'm experiencing in my life and and who I'm connected to but I couldn't connect the dots at that time so I want to stop here and say sis please by all means do not ignore the red flags the signs don't ignore your own gut feeling please don't do it it, it, it sometimes it's a matter of life and death. I literally could have died in, in those moments. I've had seizures in the car. I've had seizures just all kind of weird places. I, I mean, sometimes I would have seizures so bad, you know, that it, it literally like it, I could have hurt myself or anything like I put my I allowed myself to be in a situation because I was just so naive and I just didn't want to believe that who I was attached to could really be the source or the cause of what I was experienced, but it is real. I am telling you what I know. And then once I figured out they was the source and he was the source. And, and I mean, we, I experienced so much drama in this relationship with them, with him and his family. It's ridiculous. I experienced like, oh my gosh, it was just like, it was, un, it was just unreal. But once I finally, you know, was able to get myself together and, and, and figure out that I need to disconnect from him. And I finally broke up with him and, and I broke up with him more than once and, and, and went back a couple of times But the last time I broke up with him. And that was that, right? So it was like, whoo, finally, um, I can, you know, kind of breathe and start, you know, getting my life together. But lo and behold, <laughs> just when I thought I was good, boom, another attachment came this time um, in the form of someone familiar. And um, long story short, I would say it was just a re re it was a, a, a just a, a repetition of what I had already experienced. But I wouldn't know that until here in 2021 that um because I was still so broken because I was just still so um so weak and I was still so wounded I hadn't healed enough to really be able to make good 
decisions and good judgments on people who I allow in my life. So I was still very vulnerable. And 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 the enemy, you know, he he exploited that um, my weakness. And so he sent someone else in my life who, in, in the onset, seemed like they were a breath of fresh air. Seemed like they were a reprieve. Seemed like, you know, they were the answer to my prayers, you know, that, that this was going to be the relationship I had been seeking and desiring all this time. And I was going to finally be able to be happy and, you know, have this happily ever after that I, um, that, that idea that I have in my mind and all of that. And what ended up happening was, it's like I went from in the frying pan, in the frying pan with the first relationship to in the fire with this past relationship. And so this past four years, it's like my my life went from bad to worse. I experienced some of the most um, traumatic, extreme events ever. I've had two attempts on my life, period, um, being in a relationship with this person. The very first time was uh, we got a marriage license, January 9th, 2018. Less than 24 hours later, the very next morning, I got up, went to get dressed, pulled out of my driveway on my way to a work meeting and got hit by a car and almost died. My car got totaled. Um, It was a horrible, bad accident, literally two minutes from my house. I didn't even make it that far. I, I mean, in walking distance from my house immediately. Less than 24 hours later. I mean, and I didn't even think about that, though. I didn't necessarily put two and two together. Even let's even before that though, before that, like when we was on our way going to the um probate court, going down to get the marriage license and stuff, I had a sick feeling in my stomach. I mean, I was so sick, I was nervous, I was sweating, I had bubble guts. I remember I kept asking him, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? He was like cool. He wasn't sweating. He was like, he, he was reserved. He was like, Yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm cool. Yes, I'm doing. I know I want I'm I want to do it. Like, I'm sure. Are you cool? And I'm like, Yeah, but I just want to make sure you cool. You know, and I guess really I didn't pay attention to that. Was that was my own uh that was a, uh, my own, you know, convictions and my own spirit telling me like warning me like wait a minute maybe you don't need to do this but I I looked at it as maybe quote-unquote like quote like cold feet like maybe what people experience when they about to go you know get married and you have a little nervousness but it was really beyond nervousness like I'm telling you like I was full-on like hot heated red sweating to the point he was like is you all right like because it was just like I, I felt like something was off or I sh- something was wrong and I shouldn't be doing it but I didn't I didn't really know what the feeling was and so I kind of dismissed it and we went on and we got the marriage license and then the next day I got in that car accident um fast forward 2019 um I went to have back surgery um again as a result of the car accident and um everything was fine was great we was having a good time pre-op um everything like everything was supposed to go smooth it was outpatient surgery it was not even a long surgery it was just supposed to be simple go back there to the or everything good next thing you know i literally wake up in icu groggy all i hear is a bunch of uh, beeps and buttons and dings and I can hear the nurse he's like she's critical she's critical but I'm not knowing who he's talking about or what he's talking about because I'm, I'm so incoherent and I couldn't I was so groggy I couldn't um I couldn't comprehend and I ended up going back to sleep so then finally I wake up 
and I see um, the um, my sister from church who had took me to, to, to the hospital that day to get surgery and she was going to be the one to take me home. She was kind of at the side of my bed and she was looking at me and she was like, you know, um, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you remember anything? I'm like, no, because I had no memory of anything. She was like, um, okay. And then she went to tell me that I had anaphylactic shock when they gave me the medicine before they even started the surgery and I arrested. Um, I had no pause. I wasn't breathing. I was dying. And, um, yeah, <laughs> crazy. I wake up to be told that I was dying and, um, it was so bad that they had never seen a reaction like mine ever. This is what I was told from the um, anesthesiologist and my um, neurosurgeon. They've never seen nobody in all their history of working in the, um, in the OR have an anaphylactic shock like I did. And um, it was so bad that they didn't really think I was going to live. Like, and, you know, by the grace, you know, God is good. His grace is sufficient for us. By the grace of God, he saved me. And I was able, I'm here today to tell you about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the things that I experienced, even these two um, isolated um, events that I was just um, speaking about, um, all had a common denominator. Um, and I experienced so much other stuff. You know, this podcast would be literally like hours and hours long if I really sat here and just went over every single thing that I experienced in these last um, four years being attached to this individual. And um, I will just say I, I wanted to use those examples just to under, give you all a understanding of how serious and how real it is. But I just want to make clear having wrong attachments hijacks your purpose. It hijacks your identity. It hijacks your worth and it can hijack your life if you don't get out. Listen to me. The spirit realm is real. Spirits are real. Evil spirits are real. You don't have to be a believer to be influenced or affected or even impacted or even to be oppressed or possessed. You know, we are spirit beings. You know, we are a spirit living in a body. The spirit realm is real. And what happens is because we are so ignorant of the spirit realm and how it works, we make decisions in the natural that have effects in the spirit. And then we weep the consequences of it. And so I'm like, wow, Lord, the reason why I was just even having more difficulty and he ain't the only reason or these attachments or these people are by no means the only reason why I struggle with my identity. So let me say that. I have my own issues, okay? I have my own, you know, sin. I have my own bad decisions. I have my own, you know, generational patterns and cycles that needed to be broken. I have, I just have my own uh, weakness and brokenness and all of that. But what I will say is, on top of me having my own personal things that contributed to me um, having an identity crisis um, or having my identity hijacked or my purpose or worth hijacked, um, being attached to the wrong people certainly did not help. <laughs> if anything, it continued to keep me so bombarded with, I was so bombarded with issues and traumas and sickness and heartbreak and heartache and disappointment and, and fear and confusion. I had no peace. You know, one thing I started to realize that when, when this particular person came in my life, um, my most recent ex, there was another shift that took place, but I didn't realize it at the time because it was so subtle. Um, it was like, it wasn't all at once. It was like subtle. Things started to change. You know, I started to change, you know, um, and once that person be started being more, um, present and more, um, 
you know, there in our in my home and in my life and around my family, around my kids, things started to change. Like, and then once we really got into a relationship, and then even when he moved in, things really started changing. But see, it was a progression. So it was really um, almost unnoticeable because it wasn't a um, huge up in your face all at once. And so that's why we really need to pay attention. We got to be more mindful of ourselves, our own environment, our children, you know, our body, our health, our mind, especially when we go and we connect to or get attached to new people, places or things. Because once you know yourself and you know your normal or you know kind of um, what is been the baseline or how things have been and you've been happy and things have been good and things have been positive and productive, you've had clarity, you've been able to create, you've been able to innovate, you have focus. Focus, your kids is doing well your relationships are doing well when you know your life is headed in a good direction and things are going well for you but then all of a sudden something shifts it can be multiple things by all means but I want to challenge us to say start looking at who is new or what is new that just came into your life what is a new attachment to a person place or thing that you have because that can be an indicator that that is the source of the shift that is turning your life from going in the direction it used to go in and now going in a different direction. And so by my life already going in uh in in a negative direction, it was harder for me to really identify um these particular um sources if you will. And so I had to really um go through a whole um really just all of these experiences to now have this wisdom this knowledge right um because now i know because i can tell you for a fact that everything in my life changed it changed spiritually my relationship with god changed my 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 focus changed my clarity changed um my finances changed my children changed the atmosphere of my house changed i had no peace i was the most miserable i was the most stressed i was the most depressed i was the most um sad I, I was just the most confused I mean I am being honest and I'm not blaming him by any stretch of the imagination because I don't sometimes people don't know what what's connected to them they don't know you know uh what is attached to them and sometimes people do you know we can't take give everybody the benefit of the doubt because some people are very aware of what they are in agreement with and they want to be however I will have to be honest to say that once he came into my life, my life literally fell apart. If I'm honest, I lost the most money. O-M-G. Your girl already don't like to lose money, okay? I already really want to be financially um, literate, financially wise, a good steward. You know, I don't like wasting money. I don't like throwing money away. You know, I really value my money. And and, and that has, you know, gotten, um, I would say I got more focus in that over the years. But needless to say, don't nobody want to lose no money. Okay, at least I don't. And as much as <laughs> everything wasn't all terrible, and, and yes, things he did do things and he did you know bring things you know financially and bring gifts or whatever whatever whatnot me personally though I lost the most money being in a relationship with him I don't even have an idea 
of how much money it cost me or how much money I lost being in this relationship. But I can tell you right now for a fact, it is well over $50,000. You may be thinking like, oh my gosh, like what did she do? It, it, it It's that much because... It ain't like I just gave him $50,000 or it was all at once. It's, you know, like, number one, a car. Had to put a car in my name for him, knowing I shouldn't have did it. The man ain't have a job. However, I was I was unwise, and I made an unwise choice. What happened? The car's in my name. He can't pay it. It get repo. Now I got it on my credit, and now this is a bill I got to pay. Got cell phones. The new iPhone X's came out. Those things was $1,000 a piece. Before that, a different iPhone, you know, um... Before that, you know, getting loans, you know, like getting loans and stuff because, you know, it was a suggestion of his, you know, um, just physical money I had, you know, him going through our uh, money that's in our bank account because we used to kind of like share bank accounts and stuff. And most of the money was mine. But nevertheless, you know, we were together. So I don't have that. Oh, this mine, this yours thing. And but he would just literally blow through our money um, and just so on and so forth. And and so. I never really sat back and looked at what did it cost me to be not just attached to him, which it cost me a lot. It cost me a lot. It cost me not just money. It cost me my mind. I felt like I was losing my mind. I, I was having so much spiritual um, attacks and, and so many things was happening. Um, my prayers, you know, my, my thoughts, my desires, you know, my understanding, you know, my relationship with God. All of that was being affected, right? Um, my relationship with my kids, you know, my son, like things got so bad with my son. Things started getting like violent when me and him would argue. It would just get real bad between us. My middle son, he started being withdrawn. He started to, um, his, he started to change, you know, he stopped, he stopped talking. Like it just got crazy right my relationships with my friends was being affected um I couldn't um be I wasn't able to really um advance and produce you know in the way that I used to or um or desire to when I would try to you know pursue different um entrepreneur entrepreneurial um just endeavors and different things like that like everything it was costing me so much and, and more importantly it was costing me um time time that I'll never get back you know what I mean and so I never sat back and counted the cost of what it what it was costing me to maintain this relationship and see trying to hold on to him I was losing me come on now that's the moral of this story the wrong attachments will have you losing you it have you losing your identity. It will have, have you losing your sense of self. It will have you losing your goals. It will have you losing your purpose. It will have you losing your dreams. I lost things that literally, had I not got out when I did, I can't even tell you like if I would be able to even get myself back together by the grace of God, you know, and because God is able, he can do all things. Yes, he would. But it would probably be much more difficult than what it already is that I'm now trying to get my just really regroup, you know, and just reconcile myself and the fragmented pieces of my soul and my life back together. Right? So I'm here to say, sis, it's real. You know, again, I could just give you story after story after story to try to really get you to see how serious it is to know that wrong attachments are hijackers. They're identity thieves. They steal your identity. 
your worth, your purpose. You wonder, you may be struggling. You're wondering why you're struggling with your purpose, your idea, you, uh, your identity. I'm sorry, what's your worth? You know, you may be wondering why life has just, you know, seemed like it's just falling apart all of a sudden. Why you're going, experiencing so much um, extreme um, hardships. And why, now sometimes it's just a season. Sometimes it's a result of our own just bad decisions, right? Sometimes it could just be a lot of different things. However, sometimes it's simply the wrong attachment. And I just want to say that sometimes it's the wrong attachment to a person, a place or a thing. You can get you can get connected to the wrong place. You can be be connected or attached to the wrong um, organization. You can be attached to the wrong uh, place of employment. You can be attached to the wrong church. Come on, don't we can't sit up here and be naive to think just because every building that say church or every, you know, organization or ministry that say church is of God's spirit. Come on now, we have to be more wise. You know, just because a person say they are saved or a Christian don't mean they are because unfortunately there is no, you know, there is no verification. I mean, outside of you having discerning of spirits and are able to discern, if you don't have the ability to discern the spirit of a person, there's not, it's not like a person got to fill out an application, you know, to, to qualify them or to show that they're a Christian, you know, it's like you just go on their word or really you should go on their fruits. However, most times we don't, we take people at their word. And, and we believe people and we trust people, right? Because you want to believe. You want to see the good. I stayed in this relationship even though I was experienced so... I can't again, y'all. Seriously. I'm not making this stuff up. God knows I'm not. I wouldn't even get on this podcast and say this stuff or try to make him look bad because I'm not. that's not what it's about. I ain't trying to bash him under no circumstances. But truth is truth. Listen. Listen, y'all. Hear me when I say I ignored the signs. I ignored the red flags. And it cost me. I stay attached to a person even when I started to know that he was a problem or what he was to attached to was the problem. I still stayed and it cost me. It cost me dearly. And I just don't want my sisters to have to go through the same thing, right? I don't. It's like, learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from my testimony. Sis, it's not worth it. It's not worth staying in a relationship, staying in a friendship, staying at a job, staying in a home, staying in whatever, staying at a church, a ministry, or organization. I don't care what it is. It is not that serious. Were you willing to forfeit and lose you? And lose all of the good things and, and lose your purpose and lose your identity and lose your worth. No wonder why we having a hard time discovering who we are. Because our environment and, and the things that are around us are not conducive for us to be healthy and know who we are. Right? And so I'm just like, Father, please use me. Use me as a testimony to help other women not to have to continue to stay in situations um, where they're um, losing themselves or staying in attachments where it's really killing them. You know, it's sucking you. It's literally like it's sucking you dry. It's sucking you dry of your of your ambition. It's sucking you dry of your drive. It's sucking you dry of your hopes. It's sucking you dry of your dreams. Sis, if anything is taken away from you, if, if, if it's not adding value to you, if it's not making you better, if it's not helping you, it's hindering you. I don't care how good it look. I don't know how much money. It don't matter how much money is paying. It don't matter how good the opportunity is. That don't matter. If it's affecting you in a negative way, trust me, whatever it's offering you, it doesn't compare to what you're going to lose. 
is not going to compare. And so I just wanted to just open our eyes to some of the things that hijack, you know, our, um, our purpose and our identity and our worth. And one of those things is wrong attachments, period. Um, and again, um, I, I can't sit up here and do an exhaustive like teaching or, you know, go into all kinds of detail because this ain't the time, the place, and I don't have the space to do that. However, um, if you're a Christian, you can always go to God, seek God. You can always go to the Bible. You know, you can always go if you have a pastor, if you have a leader, you know, you can always go to if you have a sister, someone you can trust who know, you know, is spiritually sound um, and understands doctrine, theology and, and spiritual things. If you're not a Christian, you know, you can still, you know, um, you can still ask people, right? Um, you can still see, you know, find people who may be Christians or who may have understanding of the spirit realm. You still can, you know, um, it's information out there. I'm not going to. Uh, endorse any particular information other than the bible um because again you know you got to be very careful however um you can you know you can reach out to me personally you know um but you don't have to stay in a situation just because you lack the knowledge or just because you're not a christian okay um, because it doesn't matter the spirit realm it don't matter whether if you're a christian or not you still you still are being impacted and affected and your attachments still influence you that's why the saying is you know if you want to know where you're going to be in the next five years look at the five closest people to you that's your sphere of influence that's your circle right that that, that that's the telltale sign of where you where you headed and so look at the people around you look at the people you attach to look at the places you attach to look at the things you're attached to what is it saying about you what is, what is it saying about where you're going? Because if it's not if it's not in alignment with what your what your purpose is, if it's not in alignment with what your dreams and goals is, you need to really take inventory, and you may need to go ahead and um <laughs> make some changes. Okay. And so I just want to leave you with that. Um, and I hope this blessed you. I hope it made sense. I know I kind of was rambling and I was all over the place, you know, because I'm really passionate about this. And, um, you know, sometimes it just um, like bubbles over as I'm doing the podcast and as I'm testifying or as I am giving, um, you know, the this word or as I am trying to um, give understanding and, and to situations and things. And so um, by all means, um Please um, forgive me if it was like a lot or um, if it just was seeming all over the place. Um, charge it, you know, just, you know, to my mind, not my heart. Um, but I do pray that it is a blessing to you. And I am looking forward to um, to hearing from um, you all, to hear some feedback, um, to, to hear, you know, a review or how this podcast is helping, impacting you or whatever, you know, your comments or concerns are. Can, please feel free to reach out. Um, I have an Instagram. I think I gave it wrong on last week's episode, but it's Janelle Renee underscore one. Or you can email me at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that all is well, that you continue um, just to be uplifted, encouraged, empowered, and know that I'm here for you, rooting for you, praying for you. Um, and I just believe that it don't matter where you are, what you're going through, God is able. You can be healed. You don't have to stay in that in that. Um, circumstance you don't have to stay bound you don't have to stay behind beneath and lack that freedom is yours sis and that's what it's all about that's the goal of this podcast is for us to get free together and and to go back and get more women you know once we get out you know we have a responsibility to go back and get the other sisters so um again i love you all i pray that you have a blessed day and have a blessed week
hijack this week episode was deep and i think it was very needed and necessary because the bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge and when you don't know you don't know but when you know you know come on now so i thank you all for listening to an end again i pray it blessed you i thank you for coming on this journey as we're redefining a woman's worth here on the purity after promiscuity podcast i'm your host janelle renee um like share leave a review um reach out to me connect with me um i would love to hear from you and i just want to say bless you and um i i just pray that your life is being um just infected affected in a positive way um through listening to this podcast and 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 it just blesses me to know that I can help a sister even if I don't know you even if I don't never know you or never see you but knowing that anything that I said here on this podcast using my testimony can help you that is the blessing that I get out of this so I just thank you all for tuning in I appreciate you until we meet again just know your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy.